welcome to season two of the Racing with Jason podcast. Jason Carter here along with Steve McCullum. Hello. As we get ready for the race season to kick off this weekend at Arizona Speedway. Got IMCA Modifieds in the house along with Sport Mod. going to have Sport Mod driver David Jones on with us later on in the show. Also going to have IMCA Stock Cars, their second trip out to uh, Arizona Speedway as they uh, made their first venture out for the New Year's Day race, which was postponed to uh, January 17th or whatever. Not no, it doesn't really matter. And then also got the Mod Lights, and of course the Robert Ford, Ford Bobbers, fresh off the uh, Bomber Enduro, which is won by Jazz Baca Jr. George Bronsman did win that uh, stock car race, by the way, for all those wanting to know. So anyways, getting ready to start off the uh, season at Arizona Speedway. Going to have fun there. Also got David Jones joining the show here today. Just finished up the Mod Tour. want to thank all your race fans who came out and supported the Mod Tour. It was a great seven, seven days of racing there, over ten days. Had a lot of fun uh, calling that race there for the first time. Uh, I want to thank Jonah Trussell for uh, inviting me out to uh, call that race. And all the folks at IMCA TV uh, had an absolute blast getting out there and uh, knocking out four tracks. was a pretty fun little week. It was a blast for you, huh? Sitting in that comfortable booth, announcing, huh? Hey, you know what? My work's my work's done. Is my work is done before the races, you know? and then I just get to uh, have fun and set the stage for everybody else. So no, it was a good time. It's exciting seeing Tucson because I actually have never been down there, and really nice racetrack. It's good to see it operating for what eight to ten races this year, or I guess six to whatever now coming up. But nine to ten is what we want. So we do have uh, the World yeah. of Outlaws going to happen April fifth on a Friday before yeah. they head up up to our neck of the woods up here so that was a nice big track to be at uh, i didn't get to explore it as much as i'd like to which i was worn out for working for imca tv down there in the infield that week but uh i kind of stayed in the infield as much as possible in the middle of the move around so i didn't get to see everything i wanted to see but uh those, those stairs up to your booth were a little ridiculous yeah the ones down there they're, they're definitely a crazy <laughs> 62 i think somebody went ahead yeah. and counted i don't know i don't want to go count I, stairs but i didn't even want to know <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a little rough anyway speaking of rough um <laughs> gosh you know what I, I know we debated talking about this but you know what hey i i don't shy away from controversy and all that stuff and you're gonna post it on social media guess what we all know so Canyon Speedway was a little rough last uh, Wednesday for the Mod Tour race. A couple people got on Facebook. Uh, they were a little rough with uh, their Facebooking um, about the track. More, and than, then, um, more than a couple. <laughs> yeah, more than a couple people. And even people that weren't even racing there and <laughs> don't even have a car. They were talking what they could. And then um, all of a sudden the Woodworks came out on Thursday. Uh Drivers, teams, crews, fans, workers, they're just going at each other. And then uh, Canyon decided, hey, we're going to put the season on hold on a press release at 11.30 p.m. on a Thursday night, of all things. Mm. Um, we announced the 2020 Mod Tour dates. Canyon, not one of those tracks that was announced. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, definitely some weird things going on uh tuesday to keep up with the timeline i believe tuesday it was i saw uh usac cra actually posted the race is still on for yep. canyon in a few weeks uh coming up nascar two weekend weeks. two weeks and then uh two days later you finally see the racetrack post something then everybody just posting you know rowdy posting his we will rebound we are bigger and stronger so i mean not too sure what's going on there i don't have facts in front of me just perspective of the whole situation it's weird well yeah, I mean, as somebody that's from the business world, there's a way to handle things, and there's a way not handle things. I, I don't know. You don't you don't come out and say you're putting the season on hold because that was the wording, and then 
you know, come back out later with all these excuses on why you did it. It, it just looks shady and whatnot. Now, uh, you know, can we were there for one night for Canyon. We did not go to the practice night because we were, we wanted a night off. So we did go to the night of the racing, and you know, and I'll. I mean, let's be real. It, it was a rough racetrack, and let's be real. Several of the modified drivers said that they weren't going to go to Canyon on the tour before we knew anything about it. And I haven't been to Canyon in a year and a half. Uh, but several drivers said they would not be going to Canyon because it's too rough of a track. It ruins their cars. One of them said that they had to make four welds in their car after running there. Uh, so, so I mean, it, it was out there that that's a rough track. You know, there are rumors out there. I'm I'm not a track expert. I know how tracks are prepped where we work at. Um, you know, and I, I see that. Um, but yeah, just I I'm glad to see Canyon's working to stay open. So whatever whatever's happened in the rumors or whatever, whatever's happening's happening. So if they felt the track wasn't in good condition, which is what they did say when they came back out, and that they want to fix their track conditions and their whatever stands and whatever. Great. Shut down. Be safe. Let's get the track up so drivers can feel safe going there again. Because I can tell you, I got a great shot, if I may toot my own horn. Great, beautiful shot. Of a car going into turn one. By himself. By himself. Well, he had a car right behind him, but they didn't touch or anything. And that car went into turn one and came out of turn one going into turn two on his hood. And that should never happen at a racetrack when your car is driving in a straight line. And we could all see it coming. I don't know. I don't know about in the booth, but w- the reason why I was positioned where I was positioned was we saw the hole going, we saw it becoming bouncy, and we went. That's where all the action is going to be at, and we were right. Um, you know, and I'm not a dirt expert or anything like that, but that should never happen at a racetrack for safety for for safety for drivers' reasons whatsoever. You know, people are going to roll, people are going to hit, all that. But this was a guy driving in a straight line. You can see it. IMCA TV. I retweeted it on my personal page because I was pretty proud of the shot. Driver was okay, but I mean that's concerning. And and I heard from other drivers after the race, talking to him and being on the interview that. And I wasn't on the three and four side, so I, I, I can't speak for what I saw. But, I mean, drivers were flat out complaining about coming out of three and going into three of how rough it was and everything. So that's just never a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's never a good thing. So, I mean, whatever is going on there, I don't know. I don't have the inside knowledge. I've, I've been trying to get some inside knowledge. Nobody wants to give me inside knowledge. Because <laughs> you're going to blab it here. Because I know I was going to blab it on the podcast. <laughs> but just the whole perception of it, it looks weird because, it I mean, does. like you said, I mean, literally just, hey, we're putting the season on hold. There was no explanation really given. So, you know, people were wondering. People were talking. People were coming up their own ideas like oh what happened i had numerous phone calls that day hey what's going on canyon i don't know i wish i didn't know i really don't know like you don't even have to say hey you know this is what we're doing like it's just weird like you know all these sanctions they just they had to cancel their dwarf car national uh which is supposed to race out there this weekend a week before which looks really bad uh you know for them they're down in yuma i mean thank you you know benji lyons for reopening up kokopa uh this year and getting them uh, down there oh so they're going uh, back to yuma Yuma. yeah so they are they're going to yuma this weekend for the dwarf car nationals which is uh you know, hey, by all means, you guys know my feelings on dwarf cars. Uh, take it. Uh, <laughs> have well, fun mean, with it. I mean, uh, you know, they, they, you know, dwarf car national people were coming into town, booking hotel rooms and, and things like that. So, I mean, it's a big deal. But like I said, I, I would rather... I would rather err on the side of if 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 it is true that it was for they weren't happy with the track they weren't happy with the facilities they wanted to get that up by all means shut down cancel whatever you have to cancel to do that so if that is indeed true do it I'm in favor I don't care if it's World of Outlaws coming to town and you don't feel comfortable with your track the way it is 
shut it down, be safe on the safe side, do that route. But like I said, it's just the way it was handled where, I mean, even even people that work at Canyon were coming out with, oh, I met my boyfriend here and it's never going to be the same without this track. I mean, it was like closing. Yeah, like I, that, that's the weird thing. Like it went from like closing time to, uh, hey, we're reopened. Everything's great, y'all. Like what the heck is going on? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It, um, so that's it, the weird part to me and the whole perception of it from the outside yeah. looking. Like I said, total outsider looking in. I have nothing bad to say about Canyon or any no, people. No. Uh, I think, you know, they went a little too hard, you know, attacking drivers. Um, on Facebook, I mean, you should never screenshot a rule and I, like have that as your backing. Like, grow the they've, f up. They've always, that. they've um, always. One person at Canyon has always done that, though. Yes, and and you know, and I'm not telling Canyon how to run their business, but as a guy that deals with customer service and has to keep customers happy. You know, take the criticism. Don't. It's like they always fight back to people when they fight. Well, there's different and, criticism. Like I get it. Like if a driver is just like, "Hey, your track sucks." Yeah, I mean, how drivers talk. Like, yeah, but I mean, come at me constructive. Like if you're a driver and like something's not right with the track, be constructive in it. Um, and if you, you know, are a you know, a promoter of a track or whatever you want to call yourself, you know, take whatever criticism they have and be like, hey, you know what, we're going to work on making this better. One thing, you know, got to give a shout out to our guy here at uh, Arizona Speedway, Jonah Trussell, Friday night, you know, no bones about it, USA Raceway, that was a bumpy, rough <laughs> track. A lot of drivers brought their car to the infield. Yeah. No accident needed. They were like, I'm with, off. Like, Tim Ward, he pulled off after three corners. Yeah, like, you know with, what? We're done here. With with several laps to go. And uh, and Jonah went out Saturday and said, hey, guys, oh. sorry about the track last night. That track, it was rough. Yeah. I apologize. We were working hard. We've been working all day. We're going to get this track right for you, the racers. And they did that. And he just went at it head on instead of hiding behind social media, well, which I feel like so many people do. But then there was even one hole that they couldn't fix uh, coming out of four that they flat out told the drivers, hey, coming out of four, if you go on the bottom, you're going to hit a hole. you know. And, and they even put a new t- a tire up to remind drivers, hey, you do not want to be down here uh, you know, for safety reasons. You know, and and Friday like Saturday was night and day for the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a picture on Friday night where I showed it to you after I got up there because I was down there. And I showed it to you. I mean, these cars put grooves in that track. Hey, but that's kind of where you and I talked about it. I'm not making excuses for the way Tucson was, but the way it was handled was light and day difference. But not only that, but um, you can almost forgive USA Waste because we had a lot of rain, so they couldn't get out of practice on it, right? So and they it's couldn't been work three the years since the yeah. track was also, you It's know. a brand new surface. So you... I'm surprised it was in good condition as it was, to be honest with you, because, but I showed you that picture where it was like flat and then they worked all these grooves into it and it kind of sat down a little bit on it weird. So, I mean, guys were bouncing all over the place at, at, at a turn three there too, but, um, but yeah, I mean, they were right out there right afterwards and, you know, you know and they weren't going to do it. And, you know, it's nothing, like I said, I'm not bashing Canyon by any stretch or anything like that. I, I'm happy to see that they're opening back up because that's a good track uh, to get out there and everything, but, you know, by all means, get it fixed, but, you know, you know, it's just I just agree with I just agree with you. And I'll say this also. When people are reaching out to me, you know, complaining about the track and stuff, I mean we have a problem. Because if, if anybody knows if you if you've seen me at a racetrack, I'm the guy that just walks around aimlessly, does my job, and then goes home. Like I, I don't care about the politics and you know, this guy driver complaining about that and that. Cause I'm just like, dude, I just I feel me and I go home, man. I'm gonna clock in and clock out. <laughs> Anyways, we got David Jones coming up here in just a moment right after this message. 
come out this Saturday night, February the 23rd, for the 2019 season opener at Arizona Speedway. IMCA Modifieds, IMCA Sport Mods, IMCA Stock Cars, Mod Lights, and of course the Robert Horton Ford Bombers will all be on hand this Saturday night to kick off the 2019 season. Racing starts at 7, gates open at 5. For more information, check out ArizonaSpeedway.net. And don't forget, race fans, we do kick off the race season tomorrow at Arizona Speedway with the IMCA Modifieds, the IMCA Northern Sport Mods, IMCA Stock Cars, making their uh, second trip out to the banks at ET, along with the Mod Lights and the Robert Horn Ford Bombers. Enjoy us right now, the first guest here for Season 2 of the Racing with Jason podcast. He will be driving the IMCA Sport Mod on Saturday night and the brand new ride that he actually won this last offseason and driver of the 33Y IMCA Sport Mod for Kyler Rapella Motorsports. It is David Jones. David, how are you doing tonight? Very good, thank you. Well, David, I mean, first off, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of the you winning the ride over and also talk about the mod tour. But first off, man, a lot of people are probably wondering who the heck is David Jones. So uh, tell the listeners out there exactly who the heck you are. <laughs> uh, just another guy that loves racing. Um, been racing off and on for 20 plus years and um, just found myself uh, kind of on the brink of retirement last year. Decided to throw my name in the hat for this ride and ended up winning it. So when you mentioned racing, what all have you raced in the past? Um, well, I started off in essentially a bomber in 1988. Ran a season in that, learned how to drive when I was 16 years old. Moved up to, to a, kind of an unlimited mini stock class for a year. Um, and then into IMCA Modifieds. Uh, ran those for, oh, probably about six, seven years. And then a handful here and there after that. Um, since then, I've run pure stocks, um, mini sprint for a little while, uh, X mods. Um, I've ran a dwarf car. Uh, you name it, I've probably driven it at some point or another. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you're uh, the, the journeyman. You know, we always talk about those uh, baseball players uh, going from team to team. You kind of uh, sounds like you've done it a little bit with the uh, the racing scene there in different series. Yeah, kind of a diverse background. Um, my wife teases me, tells me I can't figure out what I want to race, but, you know, I just go with what's going, but, you know, it's fun. Yeah, so last year, obviously, you said, you know, you thought you were pretty much on the brink of retirement, get ready to uh, hang it up, and then this uh, opportunity opened up at Kyler Pella Motorsports. A little bit of a uh, unique way there, he uh, found his uh, new driver since uh, Chase Owls left the uh, spot last year. Um, how did this whole um, Kyler Pella Motorsports driver search uh, go for you? Honestly, I, I went into it with the thought that, you know, I, I had some stiff competition in, you know, seven other drivers, and um, I thought, you know, worst case scenario, if I can get, you know, get selected into that top eight, um, I'll go out and I'll hot lap a car and have some fun for a day, and if I don't get the ride, hey, I had a fun day. Um, as it turned out, I guess I did good enough to get the ride, and um, here we are. So when Kyler told you you had the ride, did he tell you that day, or did you have to, like, wait a little bit? Um, actually, he got us all together at the end of the test. We all came together for, there was eight of us and all of our crews and family and stuff like that, and we each took turns driving the car. And he had a whole score sheet of how he was scoring everybody, and at the um, at the end of the day, he tallied up the scores, and he announced it right there in front of everybody, like at a, kind of a driver's meeting right there in the infield at Arizona Speedway. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did, did you see the scores? Uh, I 
did not. I, oh. From what I understand, I tied with another guy for, for the actual score sheet, but my what they said what broke the tie was uh, my consistency of my laps. All right. Well, rock on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're pretty consistent as we just wrapped up the 2019 Arizona Mod Tour. Don't forget the 2020 Arizona Mod Tour has already been announced with the uh, racetracks, of course, kicking things off at our home track, Arizona Speedway. Then, uh, I guess, knocking it over to our sister track now, I guess you can say, uh, down in Tucson, USA Raceway. Uh, obviously, the first time back at USA Raceway uh, last weekend. Uh, how'd that go for you? And, uh, you know, how excited were you to get out there uh, to Tucson? Um, you know, Tucson was, that was my first time on that track, um, actually racing. I'd hot lapped a sprint car and a late model there, um, but not actually had raced. So I was kind of a little nervous coming into it because it, it's fast, it's big, um, wasn't sure how I was going to adapt to it. But honestly, you know, a couple laps in the car and I felt at home and I really liked that track. I liked the layout, I liked the speed, um, didn't really like the roughness the first night, but hey, you know, there's nothing you can do about that with the weather and whatnot. So, um, but I, I seriously look forward to going back there some more this year. Now, looking back at the Mod Tour as a whole, obviously, I mean, this was your first time in the car. I believe you fired off the car the Wednesday before the Thursday practice, if I'm correct. And then Thursday, finally got your first laps in the car, got, you know, got the car done, booted and suited, all that stuff. And then Friday was race day. And you guys, I mean, it, it was a little bit of a learning process, had a lot of uh, issues with the car, uh, you know, those first couple of nights. But then you guys, you know, start clicking on something and, you know, you start making some main events. I remember seeing one of your Facebook posts where you're like, man, this 10th place finish has never felt so good. Uh, overall, you know, obsessed your uh, entire week there for the Mod Tour. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that at the beginning. We worked, that car was a practically a bare chassis about two weeks before the Mod Tour, and we worked every single night and weekend day to get that thing put together from scratch. And uh, we got it together, and uh, like literally the night before the practice, on the scales we didn't even hadn't even loaded the trailer it was like midnight one o'clock when we had we're getting everything ready and then the downside to that was when we got to the practice the car wouldn't run we had some fuel issues that we had to chase and we we tried four sessions that we maybe the whole night got four laps in and um, didn't find our problem until the practice session was over with so when we hit the first night of the mod tour was really my first full speed competitive laps in the car that made it a little tough and um, but I think we came out of it pretty good you know we hit the ground running and you know we got a little bit of work to do to make it just a tick better but at times that car we hit some hit on some things that were really fast we learned a lot um, that mod tour in my opinion gave us like the ultimate test of at all four tracks yeah, how cool is that? You know, obviously this weekend kicking off the race season uh, for points, you know, for track points and everything at uh, Arizona Speedway, which I'm sure you'll, you'll be running for uh, here in 2019. Um, you know, kind of getting that little, you know, seven race tune-up uh, for that. Uh, it's got to feel uh, good, with, especially with a you know, new team and uh, working with Kyler. You know, it's the first time we're working with him and everything, uh, trying to figure out your driving style, fa- trying to figure out what, you know, they like to do the car and all that stuff. Like, was it hard getting that, all that together or you guys click like pretty uh, early on? We kind of got thrown to the wolves in that Montour, unfortunately. Um, you know, the, like I mentioned, the first time we, the first race we hit the track, um, you know, there was a couple, I have a couple of crew guys that I brought with me. We have Kyler. Kyler had another guy that he brought onto the team. Um, so we were all kind of learning each other. We didn't even know where tools were in the toolbox the first <laughs> night we got out there. Right. So, you know, it, it was a little learning process. Plus, we got in a little wreck the first night out. We had to do some pretty major repairs on the car. Um, so, yeah, we got, we just jumped right in head first. 
So I almost kind of feel like that would be like the ultimate learning curve, right? Where you get thrown onto the wolves head first. I mean, come out a little bit stronger after that, right? I think so. I mean, honestly, about halfway, maybe three quarters right through the mod tour, I looked at the guys and I said, you know, we're not scoring the finishes that I hope to score in this in this mod tour, but I think we're going to come out stronger for the normal, you know, regular season at, at all the tracks because of all the stuff that we've learned at all these tracks in such a short time. And it, what's nice is it wasn't like race one Saturday night and then wait till the next Saturday night to try something else. It was like every single night, bam, bam, bam right back in the car right back on the track trying the next thing you know it, it to be honest the information we gained from that arizona mod tour and the experience is invaluable for the rest of the season oh definitely definitely is you know it's kind of like a, a mini you know you, you always see you know hate to bring up nascar but you know nascar going to the speed weeks they kind of get like a week-long test session too for these new teams that's kind of almost what the mod tour was for you guys it's kind of like a speed weeks but you guys are racing every night but you know you're learning so much about each other and the car and all that stuff absolutely and those guys busted their butt i mean we had a couple of times where you know we're all working people we all had to go to work during the week and um and then there was nights where we'd get done racing and we wouldn't even go watch the rest of the main events because we were going working on the car because we had to get it ready that night in order to be ready for the next night because we all weren't going to get there till after work and you know they just put in the hours um and we got that thing back on the track and did some pretty pretty big turnarounds that honestly were questionable at times <laughs> yeah i remember i went up to you that friday night down in tucson and you were like dude i am worn out you're like i, I love doing this mod tour but gosh i am beat right now <laughs> friday night was was unique on the mod tour that was probably the the hardest night of the tour because um two of my crew guys uh couldn't make it to the track and they actually showed up as i was rolling out on the track for the main event so it was just kyler and i and the track was very rough and that b main that i ran just and that track was it was bouncing the car all around and my upper body just was so sore after that and i could hardly breathe you know oh yeah definitely uh took a toll on you but i mean you know, you're, you're not one of the, these young guys anymore, you know, I mean, Chase, you know, he was one of the, the, the young cats, he was pretty much like, get me in the car, let's race, or, uh, were you, you know, you're, you're, I'm not going to call you old, but, I mean, you're, you're, you're a veteran, you're a veteran. <laughs> I'm, you know, in racing age, I'm up there, yeah, I, I would go, I would agree with that, I'm not in the best of shape, I mean, I'm a little bit on the heavy side, too, so, you know, it does take a toll um, over a, a series like that, I mean, I think on a Saturday night deal where we're racing, you know, maybe once or twice a week, it really doesn't bother me. I'm in good enough shape to, to handle a car throughout a night. But yeah, that, that much tour does, it, it wears on you. I mean, I'm sure it wears on some of the young guys too. So looking ahead now for the season, uh, like I said, I mean, probably running for track points at Arizona Speed. What other tracks are you, you know, hitting up for uh, track points this year? Well, you know, we put a schedule together, like a tentative schedule, and we're definitely doing Arizona Speedway. Um, that's pretty much going to be home base for the year. Uh, you know, we got Casa Grande, uh, Canyon is kind of up in the air, depending on what they do. You, uh, Tucson, definitely up in the air. Um, we're going to fill in off any, any off weekends with uh, Yuma, possibly. And then I know Kyler has mentioned, you know, in the summertime when nothing's going on here, maybe going and doing some stuff other places. But, uh, 
you know, really, other than Arizona Speedway, everything else is kind of up in the air right at the moment. So those oh, and, ones, and, and Casa Grande as well. Sorry. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, just uh, not too far from a uh, home base here at Arizona Speedway. Um, so you know, looking ahead, like realistically, goal wise, like have you guys set goals? Like we want to be winning races at this time because I mean, Kyler, he's used to winning with Chase. Like, do you guys have that set in mind now? Like, all right, we want we need to be winning races here, and we need to be winning every weekend. Or is it like let's try to just fill each other out, be consistent with top fives, top tens? You know, we don't really have any anything like set that we have to do. You know, like this is we've got to win this, we've got to win this many. Um, but honestly, you know, I wouldn't be in racing if I didn't think I have a shot at winning on any given night. Right. Because um, you know, everybody says, "Oh, as long as you're having fun racing." Well, to me, winning is more fun. So I'm, I go out to win. Uh, I believe. You know, I don't want to be too cocky about it. I believe with this car that we've got a shot at, at stringing some wins together this year. And ultimately, that's going to be my goal. I would love to get a track championship if possible. And, uh, you know, of course, the state championship something that Kyler's really interested in since that's what um, Chase did last year. And, uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to race every race um, to the best of my ability. And the points will fall where they fall. Now, I saw, uh, you know, during the mod tour, it looked like, you know, Chase and Shelby were kind of, like, pinned next to you guys. Were they, like, any help at all to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I lean on Chase a little for, for some setup advice and, and stuff that, you know, he did last year. Uh, honestly, the first night we rolled out, we literally, uh, we took the old car that Chase drove last year. I, I did uh, one test in that car before we stripped it. And before all that happened, I, I completely scaled measured uh you know anything any information i could get off that car before we took it apart i i I noted it and then when we put this car together we kind of use that as a guideline to get our initial setup um because that car was fast and he he drove it well so i'm thinking this should be a good starting point for me and then that that way i can also go back and ask chase you know little things about that this and that when i need um but honestly what i'm finding is we're kind of we started with that, and we're kind of tailoring the car to my driving style right. a little bit less aggressive as he is. He's kind of a just go out there and wide open all the time, and I'm a little more of a finesse driver, and I probably need to have a little more of that wide open all the time driving style. But at the same time, you know, you can't win races if you don't finish races. So I mean, I'm out there conserving the the equipment so that we have a car at the end of the night. You know, to, to hopefully contend for wins and um, so we're we're kind of I guess working you know working with the car trying to make it fit me and a couple nights in that mod tour I think we really hit the nail on the head we just had some really bad luck with some bad starting spots and you know a few little incidents here and there that you know if a couple things had gone different I think our mod tour might have been you know a little bit different as well but I'm not that being said I'm not unhappy at all with finishing 10th in that mod tour the first time out in a new car with a new team and all the stuff that's going on definitely definitely yeah you know you go back to some of those b mains you know that you're running it seems like you know it was always kind of you getting caught up in somebody else's mess you know stuff you couldn't avoid uh you know whether it be a driver spin out right in front of you and you're trying to 
get on the binders, slow down and stuff like that. So then he also had the uh, the sheet metal gate, I guess you can say, uh, Casa Grande, or no, that was Canyon, I believe, when the uh, Casa Grande. It was Casa Grande. Yeah, Casa Grande on a Monday night, right? Yeah, when the sheet metal came off, and uh, you just kind of stopped on the track trying to figure out what to do, and I think Rominger was trying to pull it off for you, gonna get it off. <laughs> How frustrating! Another learn. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. How frustrating is that? Where you, you have a good race car, then like something like that gets you a black flag and have to take it to the pits. That was very frustrating, actually, because the, the sad thing was is that like that that was literally caused by the the track conditions. I, I mean, we didn't even hit anything. I went into the I went back and looked at the video to see how that happened. And I went into the corner. And that car went up on its right side in the in one and two on one of the initial starts and somehow that fender dug into the track because it knocked the deck of the car up in the air and pulled out one of the mounts when i came in the deck was like six inches up in the air higher than it normally is wow and so yeah so to come around and that car was was that was the fastest we had it all all tour um had a great start and felt like i had something that could have probably won that main and, and got us a good finish in the main so yeah, so that was that's the one race where I feel like we really missed out on a large, on a big opportunity. We only missed main event, the A main event twice the whole tour. That was one of them, and the other one we missed at ET by one spot in the B main. So yeah, uh, man, I just can't couldn't imagine running so good because, like you said, I mean, you were definitely fast. I was talking about you there up in the in the booth, and uh, see that happens definitely one of those heartbreaking moments uh, of the tour, but. That is racing for you, after all. So, with every guest on the podcast, we always do have to ask, who's your favorite 90s wrestler? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, I, in the 90s, I was way into wrestling, too. I'm going to have to ask... I'm we have to we all were. Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> there you go. Another one for the toughest SOB. <laughs> yep. Love when you crack the beers and flip everybody off. <laughs> have you ever uh, flipped anybody off on the racetrack? Who hasn't? <laughs> well, I haven't. Of course, well, I don't race. So, <laughs> if you're competitive, if you're competitive at all, which most all of us are, at some point or another, somebody's going to rub you the wrong way, and you're going to tell them about it. So, do you remember any sort of driver run-ins in the past that you can you can share with us? Uh. I'm sure there's been a few over the years. Um, I think probably the only one that really sticks out in my head, and we were, my friend and I were just discussing this today, was there was a driver when I back when I was running Amos and Yuma in the '90s. Um, there was a driver that was a little bit wild, and um, I don't know. One night he went, I went down into turn three, turned the car sideways, and he came in straight as an arrow, never lifted, and just plowed me in the driver's door. And just wiped out the whole left side of my car. And uh, it was in a heat race, even, you know, where really you shouldn't be, you know, running that hard in a heat race, I don't think, that you're tearing each other's equipment up. And yeah, you know, I was young and I kind of lost my cool and I went after him and it was the wrong thing to do, honestly. It's when I learned not to do retaliation because I went after him and I took him out, I took myself out, and I took another car out at the same time that was an innocent by- bystander. When it was all said and done, I was pretty embarrassed that I'd done it. You can't and, do it uh, with the car. you got to do it with your hands. Come on now. Yeah, that's happened a time or two as well. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it, I try to... I try to keep a cool head 
that. And, you know, when I was younger, I probably lost my cool a little easier than I do now. Nowadays, it's just like, well, you know, what are you going to do? What's done is done. And, uh, you know, obviously not going to let anybody run me over. But uh, at the same time, you know, there's a t- more tactful way to handle problems that are it's probably a little more professional, especially considering I'm driving for someone else and representing a lot of sponsors that he brings to the table and that I bring to the table. Um, it's just, I think, uh, discretion is the better part of valor, as I always say it. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's a lot different, too, when it's your equipment and somebody else's equipment. So, yeah. If you're writing a check, you, you know what you can write the check for. If they're writing the check, you don't know what all they're going to cover. <laughs> yeah, right. If you, and if you'll have that right after that night. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, real quick, I mean, just, you know, kind of looking back, the Mod Tour, you know, was pretty solid for you. You know, kind of on 10th and points, uh, which, I mean, a lot of great cars, obviously. I mean, you know, the car counts kind of fluctuated, but, you know, those first weekends had, a, you know, opening weekend had a lot of awesome fast cars. You know, two B mains we were running there uh, for most of the tour. Then that last race a lot of the i know i do know a lot of the midwest guys did decide to uh, go home uh, on uh early or late friday night early saturday morning just to uh get away from the uh or get a head start on the uh, traffic there in the midwest and we were kind of talking beforehand man we got a lot of rain hitting the uh valley right now i mean uh when a going to a racetrack after you get so much amount of rain um you know obviously the track it's prepped a little differently i mean mother nature just you know kind of takes over the prep job on everything um going to a track after it rains like what kind of characteristics do you like because i mean a lot of times you see that track just gets uh super fast and hammered down you know honestly i'm not a big fan of racing after the rain because in my experience it's always if, if the track's been hammered with a lot of moisture, a lot more than normal, um, you hope that it'll just kind of lay in and get hammered down and be fast and every, everybody will have a good time. But the reality is a lot of times it gets real soft and it ruts up and it, you end up out there just riding a bull and uh, trying not to not to run into each other as you're running through ruts and whatnot. Um, hopefully that's not going to be the case this weekend. You know, Jonah is, I've said it time and time again, probably the best at track prep in the area in the state and um, i've seen him do things with tracks that that no one else seems to be able to do so you know i guess if i gotta go anywhere after the rain going to arizona speedway is probably the best place to go because um you know that he'll put in the time and, and the effort and the knowledge to get that thing the best it can be and that is what we like to hear at arizona speedway david well i know you got a lot of new sponsors that everybody need to thank uh for help getting you up and down the roads here in 2019 so by all means man go ahead and thank whoever you got uh, thank you. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank my wife. Um, you know, I had to get her her uh, blessing in order to even attempt to get this ride in the first place, and she's been great about it. Um, she's missed me a lot because I've obviously been away from home a lot getting this car ready. Um, so she's been holding down the fourth here at the house while I've been out having fun. Um, I'd like to thank Kyler Rapella, Kyler Rapella Motorsports, obviously, for giving me the ride. Um, you know, he took a chance on me, and I think that um, I'm making him proud so far. I want to keep on doing that. Um, we got BMS Race Cars. Uh, they provided us with a great car. Torco Race Fuels, Arizona Differential, Hanson's Mortuary, uh, Happy Home Realtor, that's Ty Widener in the 28 car, yep. Z28. Uh, we got 48 Solar out of Yuma that came on, uh, 48solar.com. Hit them up if you are interested in solar for your home. Um, Napa Auto Parts, uh, Rip out at uh, out Apache Junction, Rip's Napa. 
been a great supporter of, of my racing even before coming with Kyler. Uh, EMD Rap, same thing. Uh, Swift Springs. We got Fat Shafts by Axle Exchange. Uh, Jason Babyak uh, with Schaefer Oil Sales of Arizona. Uh, Virtual to Reality TV. First Row 60. Hess Technology Designs. Inhale Lounge. And lastly, Avra Signs. And then um, big, big, huge thank you to the to the guys that are working on my car. Uh, Darren Only, who you might know as the Pure Stock Darren Only. Yep. Arizona Speedway Champion, I believe in what, 2017? 2017? Um, he's been instrumental in helping me with setup and, and getting that car out on the track. Uh, we got Jim Zervogel, a good friend of mine that comes out and busts his butt on the car. And then um, Steve Geis, he's another guy that, uh, he's a mechanic at the Ford dealership that comes out and helps out with that car. He's, Good, really good wrench on the car. Um, without those three guys, I'm not where I am right now. Very awesome that you uh, you have those guys you can count on. And because a lot of people don't understand. I mean, this isn't, you know, like World of Outlaws, you know, NASCAR type stuff where, you know, these guys are out here getting paid the big bucks to uh, come wrench in the car. You know, all these guys do it, you know, just because their buddies with you and friends with you. And uh, it's always good to have that kind of friendship out in the pits. Absolutely. They do it for the love of the sport and, and you know, the friendship and the camaraderie. I mean, we have such a good time together. The shop days even are, are fun, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, those good times together. It's always good, you know, after a race, you crack open a cold one, talk about the night. You know, they go down a little smoother with some wins, David, so I need, need you to get some wins this year for me. I'm going to do my best. Uh, that's our goal. All right. Awesome stuff. Well, make sure you follow, like the Kyler Rapella Motorsports LLC page on Facebook. Uh, David, do you have a page on Facebook in the interwebs? Just my personal page, David Jones, on Facebook. So you can, uh, if, if it gets into you on the racetrack, you can just go to social media because that seems to be the uh, thing to do in 2019, right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, Dave, I do appreciate you for hopping on the podcast. Finally got this thing uh, scheduled where we can get together and uh, get on the podcast. And uh, the first guest on the podcast you re- of the 2019 season, you will receive absolutely nothing, but uh, probably more uh, <laughs> probably more mentions, I guess, on uh, Facebook and maybe some more friend requests. <laughs> Possibly, yep. Jason, I want to thank you, too, for what you do for racing. Uh, it's been great since you took over over there at Arizona Speedway. I love the uh, race recaps you do after the races and all the social media stuff that you do to plug racing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, last week, I didn't realize that uh, IMCA was tagging me in, like, videos and stuff. And uh, I started getting all these, like, weird friend requests. Like, who the heck are these people I don't know from, like, you know, the Midwest? And because that's, you know, modified country out there. And they were all, you know, from Iowa and stuff like that where friend requested me, messaging me, like, hey, man, I like your stuff. Thanks. You know, doing an awesome job. Like, who the heck are these people, <laughs> like, coming out of the woodwork? So that meant a lot for all you people out there who are hopefully new listeners to the podcast. I do want you to know I do appreciate it. Sorry for it back to you. There were a lot of uh, DMs getting slid in. Yep, you definitely are doing a great job. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you very much, David Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Look for him in the 33Y Kyler Perlop Motorsports IMCA Sport Mod entry this weekend. Of course, the entire 2019 season. Got to get those t-shirts made, David. Yes, sir. They're they're in the process. All right. So T-shirts are coming soon. You can make sure you stop by after the races or even before the races. You do buy a pit band. Make sure you go over there. Dave would always take the time to uh, chit-chat for a little bit. One of the nicest guys in the pits in the uh, state, actually. I mean, you are just so... uh, easy going to come up and talk to you know you're really just kind of out there you know doing your own thing like hey man what's going on how you guys doing like even when you're working on the car like hey what's up (laughs) 
Hey, just living the dream. And you don't see that a lot. So, David Jones, thank you very much for hopping on the podcast. The grand reopening of USA Raceway is in the books. You don't want to miss what the 2019 season has in store, including the World of Outlaws, Friday, April the 5th. For more information, check out RaceUSA.net. Also, like them on Facebook at USA Raceway Tucson, Arizona. So that was David Jones hopping on the podcast here, bringing our first guest of the 2019 race season. So, uh, yeah, this year, looking forward to uh, getting some more guests uh, on the uh, podcast. Going to hopefully get it to where, you know, we kind of link up to where, you know, we got a sprint car show in town. We got a sprint car guy coming on. We got an outlaw guy coming on, you know, for some outlaw shows, stuff like that. So, uh, hopefully we can get that uh, worked out. Yeah. With I believe we have R.J. Johnson already lined up uh, coming up here for the sprint show coming up. Spoke to him today, so, uh, we know... He should be coming up pretty here next week. We got, well, they have a show this weekend. Yeah, they have a show uh, not this Cassie weekend, Grant. next weekend, no. March 2nd, the Cotton Classic, what they want to call it. Is that a little racist, by the way? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just throwing it out there. Cotton Classic. Is that the one in Cassie Grant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 because they still grow cotton in Cassie Grant. Oh, okay, cool. So that works out yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, RJ Johnson, uh, March 2nd, will be running that show. The uh, first 410 USAC Southwest yeah, Series race. I'm, so I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested to see how many of the. Uh, California guys coming around the 410 stuff because they're going to do that like tow money deal or something like that or entry free. Yeah, they or you get the money back. If well, you yeah, if you go races. to all the shows, yeah. you get your money back. So that's what I'm most interested in here. And I, you know, I'm intrigued by it. I just, you know, it, I'm intrigued by it because the California guys coming here, because let's be honest, they run the 410s a little bit better because they drive them all the time. But then also the the guys in the Southwest that aren't used to the 410s, they should get better as the season goes on. Oh, yeah. And that's so, the, the main thing last year. I mean, you know, there's a lot. There's a few guys, you know, getting up on Facebook, arguing, complaining. But uh, you know, a lot of guys, I mean, Charles Davis, your uh, USAC Southwest champion last year was like, I can't wait to go 410 full time next year because I'm sick of these guys coming into Arizona yeah. and us being a leg down. Yeah. He's like, we like that. That's just what it is. We're leg down whenever they come here, and we can't like run with these guys because I mean they're all you know all year long. They have that four ten dialed in where we put the engine in, you know, two days before race, <laughs> trying to get it going. You know, well, <laughs> and, I mean we we've been in the pits, you know, where drivers uh, in the Southwest series are trying to you know are calling people that drive four tens and, and saying you know hey wh- what, what gear should I run? Yeah, it's lifting. Here? What do I do here? What do I do here? And these are guys that run these tracks all the time, and they're you know they're 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 at a disadvantage on home tracks because they just aren't familiar with the engine. So, yeah, no, I think it's going to be an interesting season for that, absolutely, um, going forward on that. But even then, the, even the desert sprint cars, you know, a lot of those guys have 360 engines, and we're going to see more guys go into that. Uh, it, is it still Santan Ford? Desert yes, sprint the cars? Santan Ford Desert um, Sprint Car Series. So even that series should get a little bit more competitive because a lot of those guys will, will run that when they run with the other sprint cars and, and vice versa just because they have 360 engines and, and a car laying around. So uh, it's just going to it's just going to increase the – sprint car uh, power, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Here Coming the up here, so, yeah, so <laughs> in Arizona. Definitely want to uh, give a quick shout-out to the 2018 track champs. We are having the banquet uh, this week, so um, <laughs> got to give a shout-out to uh, 
those guys. Uh, of course, our Santan for Desert Sprint Car Series champion, Zach Madrid. Uh, he'll be at the banquet. Pure Stock champion, Larry Brigner, won a lot of races last year. Uh, loves the show. So, uh, shout out to Larry. Chaz Bacchetier, who was on the uh, show last year. Your IMCA Modified Champion, your Sport Mod Champion, Mark Harrison, got it last year. Of course, Chase Alves, uh, who was in the Kyler Rapella entry last year, uh, got DQ'd for some bolts, I believe, like the last race of the year. So, uh, that kind of hurt his uh, deal right there. Yeah. And also, our uh, Powder Puff class there, Michelle Halfhill. Got it done in the uh, 16B in the Powder Puffs and the Dirt Dolls. Uh, Kendra Teeters uh, winning winning in the uh, 78 uh, Hot Rod and your Robert Hearn Ford Bombers champion, Jason Knupel. Hopefully he gets a win this year. We'll see on a Saturday night. So make sure your race fans join us this Saturday night as we get ready to kick off the 2019 season. Anything you're looking forward to this weekend? <laughs> it's stop raining. Start with that. So we can race. We will race. Trust me. <laughs> Go to Trussell. He's already. He's probably at the track right now, I, working hard. I told you last night. I was over there for for a different event, filming for him and everything. And I mean, he was prepping for the rain already. And and then when the guys that were renting the track were done and and all that stuff. So yeah, no, it's just torrential downpour here right now. All day today and tomorrow, but all Friday. So no, it should be a fun night Saturday night. It's you know. You're always excited for the beginning of race season, right? It's like beginning of anything, baseball season, football season. Uh, the trick is to carry the momentum into the uh, into the other races. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> that that I, is the trick. The IMC, Moving these uh, divisions into IMCA that weren't there before out, of, out at Arizona Speedway is going to be a huge move, I think. Yeah, I'm excited to see how many stock cars we get this weekend. We didn't have we had quite a few, actually, the first day uh, for that New Year's Day yeah. show that was postponed. And, um, so, you know, George they, Frosman was able to win that race the first IMCA stock yeah. cars we had ever at the track. They made no bones about it that, you know, they were happy that we did that move so they could come at her. So we'll see guys that have an off day at Canyon. Uh, that aren't running out there They'll, you'll see them drive across town to come out here and hopefully get that car count up uh, make it more consistent uh, you know and make it worthwhile for them to come out and race over here so that way we see the best of both worlds on that side and it's not really a split crowd like it or a split field like it was we'll before. get those koozies made came here to drink beer and watch stock cars <laughs> and well looks like I'm all out of beer stock, stock cars are you know the basic of basic right and bombers, but they're so fun to watch. I love those guys. Beat them, bang man. The door bangers. I love it. And I love each and every one of you for listening. Make sure you share this with your friends. Make sure you share your the Facebook page, Racing with Jason, uh, on Facebook. Also on Twitter, you can hit me up on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram at Jason Carter03. Always love following, interacting, talking, racing with all you fans. Uh, you hit up Steve at SMAC500. And you can check us out at gestaltproduction.com as uh, Riley will be back up on his perch yes. this weekend. And uh, you get to uh, kind of just chill out. Well, <laughs> no, no, I mean, we're... No more uh, lugging a camera around in the infield. Yeah, no, yeah, right. So, well, we're uh, hopefully have some exciting things coming forward on that to help increase the... Uh, the videos that we do out there because last year was pretty basic uh we've been we're talking to jonah and and it's some internal talks and it was so great being at the track last night to get some different angles and and just work on bringing the experience at, at arizona speedway um you know out uh you know increasing it here and getting the videos up for both the drivers promotion of the sport promotion of the drivers uh more interviews hopefully going into this year so drivers when we come up to you to talk to you i know uh, it's intimidating sometimes we'll we'll lead you along and and stuff like that but you know it's it's here to get you guys promoted get you guys out there get more people out to the track uh you know get, get you guys uh 
you know, more known out there, I guess, in the world and having fun out there with more interactions. So, uh, so hopefully those things will roll out this year and, and be pretty good coming up here pretty quick. Yep, definitely looking forward to that. Make sure you share this with your friends on the iTunes. We are on iTunes and Spotify. They can search it on iTunes. I had to show somebody this today. If you have the podcast app on your iPhone, look in there, Racing with Jason. It will pop right up. Same with Spotify, Racing with Jason. Podcast just comes right there. You can have it in the palm of your hand, listen to it at work, on the road, traveling. You can go back through the archives and listen to all the past interviews I, that we've done. I was told today by a driver who... I won't give him a shout out um, that he listened to every single one of the podcasts on his way to Modesto or someplace, 13 hour drive and listened to everyone on the whole drive over there and everything. And he actually enjoyed it, Jason. So there you go. I'm glad everybody's <laughs> listening. God bless you. God bless the troops and God bless America.